Pray with me. Spirit of living God, fall fresh now on this group of believers that are gathered in this holy space and those who are watching us, indeed, around the country. And on now this preacher, fall afresh on me. Amen. He was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him, and with his stripes we are healed. I want to talk just for a little while this morning about God's gap insurance. God's gap insurance. On March 23rd, 2010, the 44th President of the United States, Barack H. Obama, signed into law the Affordable Care Act, also known as the Universal Health Care Bill. And whether you are among those who applauded it or disliked it, there is no disputing the fact that this was a revolution groundbreaking moment in our history. During his inaugural term, the bill quickly became known as Obamacare. The purpose of the legislation, my brothers and sisters, was to provide quality Medicare services to all Americans, regardless of their health condition, economic status, political affiliation. Although President Obama's leadership in this sphere of influence was nothing short of groundbreaking for our nation, I regret to inform you this morning that Obamacare, though it still helps countless people today, is still not enough. President Biden attempted to refine the bill by including senior home health care in his his infrastructure bill. And there will be more tweaking to this legislation to come down the line. But even though the National Universal Healthcare Plan may cover many of our physical needs. It leaves our spiritual needs completely uncovered. That gap can only be covered by God. In our text today, Isaiah gives us God's gap insurance for our souls. And my friends, it does not require approval from the United States Congress. It does not require political party to claim ownership of its uh, irrefutable impact. No legal or illegal citizens can vote it in or out. That's because this spiritual health care plan does not come by executive order, but by eternal order. The prophet Isaiah outlines for us the terms of the Lord's legislation. Let me outline it for you just for a few minutes. First, He says, we have a pre-existing condition. The first thing Isaiah declares is that sin is a reality. Look at what he says. He says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. This prophet trumpets two powerful, powerful notes in this verse about our condition. Isaiah declares that we are born into sin. Look at what he says. He was bruised for our iniquities. When Isaiah uses the Hebrew word avon, 
for iniquities. He's referring to our innate sinful nature, that we were born in an environment that has a propensity for us to sin. And because we're all born into sin, David used the same word in Psalm 51.5 when he says, Behold, I was shaped in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Friends, we're all born into sin. It was the Apostle Paul who said in Romans, Therefore, just as one person, Adam, sinned, entered into the world, and death through sin, thus death spread to all because, of, because all have sinned. Isaiah says we are sinners by birth. But he says something else. He says we are also sinners by choice. He says, but he was wounded for our transgressions. Transgressions means rebellion against God. This was the word that reverberates here because Isaiah says he was wounded for our transgressions. And that nuance of fine distinction turns our minds toward what Paul says in Romans 3.23. For we all have sinned and come short of the glory of God. Brothers and sisters, I've been in the church long enough to understand for, for the most part we join God's ecclesia, the church, without a thought of our iniquities. We feel that it was Adam's fault. We tend to shy away from the realities of our transgressions. When the finger of fault is pointed at me, I don't like it when people point out my sins. So I come into God's house and I give an award-winning performance. I dress good, smell good, and look like I don't sin at all. The truth is, I pray every day that God forgive me of the transgressions that I did willingly and unwillingly. For me, I have a problem with credit. Let me say something. For example, today, charge accounts are impersonal. Unlike earlier times when credit was extended to persons on their word. We lived in the south end of East St. Louis, and the guy at the grocery store, the insurance man, and the guy at the hardware store didn't give my dad a plastic card. He knew my dad. He knew personally. My dad sent me to the store. He would say, tell the man to charge it on James Weatherall's bill. The man at the store knew my father personally. Today, many large companies don't know their consumers by name. And although advanced computing techniques Makes, make it seem like everything is personalized and the process is personalized. Very few creditors know all of their customers personally. Economists report that one in three middle-class homes has access to one or more charge accounts. And we have charge accounts for clothing, and gasoline, convenience, general merchandise, and special items, Visa. Master Charge, American Express, and a plethora of other cards are becoming abundant as an increasing number of Americans achieve the status to apply for these plastic money users. Sometimes we get charge cards in the mail we didn't even request, along with a letter begging us to use it. Put all of your other accounts on this low-interest credit card. You don't even have to pay the 2024 
too many, it's very tempting to use these propositions. I believe, my brothers and sisters, Satan sends us a spiritual charge card with no limitations at all. He begs us to use it daily and not worry about how our actions will look in the record book of glory. I believe Satan feels, says if it feels good, you go ahead and do it and charge it to your charge account. I believe Satan says if it sounds good, you go right ahead and say it and charge it to your charge account. Every Christian recognizes that there is a built-in fallacy with credit issued from Satan. And that is one day we will have to pay the bill. When we found Jesus, though, we, we cut up Satan's credit card and paid off our sin debt with a loan from the bank of heaven. Today, as we make occasional mistakes, they are not aimlessly charged to an ever-increasing sin account. But each day, Jesus steps in, takes our sin, and says, put it on my charge account. The redeemed of the Lord miss your amen right there. You miss your amen because of all the transgressions that we commit, knowing and unknowing, God does not hold it against us because Jesus says, you can charge that on my charge account and I'll pay the debt for whatever Sylvester did today. Amen. It was our transgressions that Christ was bruised for. It was our iniquities. Thank God for our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. By his stripes, he addressed our pre-existing condition. Second, there is the payment of our contributor with sinful conditions as bad as they are today. We can expect the cost of our care to be astronomical. We need a sponsor in the midst of our sickness one of the biggest opposition to Obamacare was the question, where will the money come from? Many people wanted to raise the question, where are we going to get this money to cover all these people? Who is going to pay for this? Are our taxes going to be raised higher than they already are? When it comes to our spiritual health, Isaiah suggests to us that the funding for our healing has already been provided. He says he was wounded. He was bruised. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. It was supposed to be me that was wounded. It was supposed to be you that was bruised. But thank God for our Savior. He paid that price for all of us. I read of a young man named Thomas Park Jr., a sophomore in, in an out-of-state college. One evening, while he was driving to his dorm from an off-campus party, young Thomas was the victim of a hit-and-run accident. And Thomas was rushed to the nearby university hospital where the medical staff gave him premium, premium care until he was once again made whole. And as he prepared to check out of the hospital, he was handed a bill for his care. He looked at the invoice of the portion that his insurance paid, and he instantly knew 
that there was no way in the world that he could close the gap for what they paid and what he would owe. The medical professional saw the worried look on young Parks' face and said, Mr. Parks, that's not a bill. It's a receipt. Your father paid the bill in full. Oh, my brothers and sisters, you miss your praise again. <laughs> God has paid the price in full, and what you're looking at is a receipt, not an invoice for what you owe. Someone should give God glory because we may not have seen the Father pay for our transgressions, but we still have the benefit of what God has done for us in Jesus Christ. Jesus paid it all, all to him we owe. Sin has left this crimson stain, but he washed us white as snow. Finally, is, friends, there is a prescribed cure for our condition. Isaiah sounds the last note in this verse. He tells us there is a prescribed cure for whatever ails us. The prophet tells us it is the blood of Jesus that brings us the healing that we so desperately need. He places the full weight of our holistic recovery square upon the shoulders of our Lord's sacrifice. There is a powerful story about the, our founder of Methodism, John Wesley. He writes, he wrote in his diary. You know, Wesley is born in 1703, died in, in 1791. He was returning home, he says, from a service one night he, when he was robbed. The thief, however, found the victim to have only a little money. You remember John Wesley said, make all you can, save all you can, and give away all you can. So he had very little money. And the bandit was, as the bandit was leaving Wesley, Wesley called out to him, stop, I have something more that I want to give you. The surprised robber paused. My friend said Wesley, you may live to regret this sort of life that you're living. And if you ever do, here's something to remember. The blood of Jesus Christ cleanses us from all our sin. The thief hurried away and Wesley prayed that his words might bear fruit. Years later, while Wesley was greeting people after a Sunday service, he was approached by a stranger. He was surprised to learn that this visitor, now a believer in Christ and a successful businessman, was the one who had robbed him years before. And the young man said, Mr. Wesley, I owe it all to you. You transformed my life. And Wesley said, oh, no, my friend, not me, but the precious blood of Jesus that cleanses us from all our sin. You simply brought into what God has already done. Wesley understood that Christ's blood cures us from the sickness of sin. Christ's pain brought, bought our pardon. His heartache ushered in our healing. His torture gave us the triumphs that we now enjoy today. His suffering delivered us and gave us salvation. We may feel the symptoms of sin but we will never have to face the sickness of sin because by his stripes, we are healed. 
We are healed from the thirst of sin, from the hunger of sin, from the longing of sin, the emptiness of sin, the loneliness of sin, the restlessness that sin gives us, and the pain and the burden of sin. Friends, Christ paid it all. He paid for the sins of our tongue. He paid for the sins of our flesh. He paid for the sins of our mind. Jesus paid for the sins of our eyes. My friends, Jesus paid for the sins of our feet. Brothers and sisters, Jesus paid for the sins of our hands. And he paid for the sins of our heart. Christ paid for the cause of our corruption. He paid for the reason for our rebellion. He paid for the basis of our bloodshed. He paid for the source of our suffering. Jesus paid for the foundation of our fear. He paid for the root of all of our restlessness. God's spiritual health care plan can turn junk into jewels. God's spiritual health care plan can turn dust into diamonds, pebbles into pearls, and trash into treasure. God's gap plan can turn ruins into riches and rags into robes of glory. And nightmare that we all have can be turned into dreams that God gives us of a future that has more than hope, but a future where God wins and the world eventually goes back to where it belongs in the hand of God. You may have health care insurance for your body, but what about your soul? If you have not enrolled in God's health care plan, don't waste another minute. It's time to close the gap. Christ, my brothers and sisters, is waiting with open arms to hand you your bill marked paid in full. All you have to do is accept the invoice as a receipt. You owe nothing. Christ Hate it all. Let us pray. Almighty God, we can never thank you enough for what our brother and your son Jesus did for all of us. He paid a price that we tried for many generations to pay. Many of your prophets came and tried to turn us around and place us on the solid ground that we need to stand on. But it's because of your great son Jesus that all of us today can stand on solid ground, knowing that our relationship with you because of our brother Jesus is solid and eternal life is a gift that's waiting on us all. We pray this in the unmatchless name of Jesus our Christ.